Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's AdMail, three great questions. One involving rollovers, the other 60-day IRA indirect transfers. And then the third, option trading in a solo 401k. So without further ado, let's get started. First question is from Scott P of Bethesda, Maryland. Scott wants to know, I have a real estate deal I need to fund via an IRA and a rollover to my checkbook IRA LLC. How do I do this? So Scott, super good question, obviously. That's why you made the podcast. But I get these questions a lot. Hey, um, you have great information on your website, on IRA Financial Group, YouTube channel is great. But just Practically speaking, how do I kind of get my retirement funds into an IRA and into the LLC so I can get my deal done? So Scott, it's super simple. Obviously, first step is you set up an account, a self-directed IRA account at IRA Financial, which you have already because I've talked to you. And all you need to do now is fund it. So the IRA that you have at your current institution, that would be a transfer. When you go IRA to IRA, that's a direct transfer and that's tax-free. You can do it as many times as you wish. So you basically need to fill out a transfer request form with IRA Financial. And then we, as the custodian, would initiate the transfer to get your money to IRA Financial. And obviously, we will notify you when the money hits. Now, if you have money from a former employer plan, which I know you do, you would then have to initiate the rollover because anytime you money from a non-IRA, i.e. a defined contribution plan like a 401k, 403b, 457B, you have to initiate it. We can't do it for you. We can help you complete the rollover request documentation, but you actually have to submit it as a former employee. And then those funds will be wired or sent by check to IRA Financial. Just make sure it's not titled in your name. Uh, it could be uh, IRA Financial Trust for the benefit of you, but it just can't be in your name personally, because that would be deemed a indirect rollover, which we'll talk about and the next question, how you have to then worry about a 60-day rule and only can do that once every 12 months. But on top of that, if you do that in a 401k, often there's a 20% withholding tax. You want to make sure the rollover check is titled to the name of the new IRA. Once those funds uh, arrive, we'll notify you. Then you'll fill out an investment authorization form on our app. Just some basic questions to let us know where to send the money, um, your bank account, wire info, that type of stuff for your LLC. Scott will then wire the money uh, from IRA Financial to the LLC. Uh, in return, the IRA and 401k will own a percentage of the LLC based on the amount invested. And then that's it, Scott, you got the money. And then you could fund uh, your real estate deal by writing a check or executing a wire from the LLC. Uh, title and the investments will be in the name of the LLC, not the IRA or the rollover 401k since you're using an entity to make the ultimate investment. So that is one of the main purposes of doing the checkbook control is the title will be in the name of the LLC and not in the um, IRA or 401k's name. So thank you, Scott. Great question. Um, and, you know, appreciate um, 
you, you uh, always following up and being uh, really diligent on your questions. Uh, second question is from Twitter. And you can obviously hit us up on social media if you have questions, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're, we're launching a TikTok channel soon. So that's coming and obviously YouTube, which uh, we generally uh, will drop these three podcasts and uh, four to five videos a week, including a YouTube live every Wednesday. Second question is, if I elect to do an indirect IRA transfer and surpass the 60-day limit, how lenient is the IRS in these cases? So as I mentioned in the first question, direct transfers or rollovers, that you can do as many times as you want. And indirect is when the money, instead of going from custodian to custodian, you know, Vanguard or Schwab or Schwab, TD Ameritrade or Fidelity IRA Financial, it goes from Fidelity to Adam Bergman. And then I have 60 days to send the money to another retirement custodian, i.e. IRA Financial or Vanguard or Fidelity. This can be done only once every 12 months, not calendar, but once every 12 months. And again, you have 60 days. How lenient is the IRS? Not very lenient. They say they're going to be more lenient, but essentially that wire needs to be sent prior to 61 uh, days. At the end of 60 days, you're, you're done. Or the check needs to be post-dated um, before that 60-day uh, uh, limit uh, lapses. They're not very lenient. Uh, if you could show you're in war or um, you know, COVID or sick in the hospital, God forbid, you have a chance to get out of it. But you can't just say I forgot or, you know, uh, you know, I was busy or I was on vacation. They're not going to go for that. They're very strict. Um, there's a lot of rulings on this stuff and almost in its entirety, these 60 day um, limitations are respected by the IRS. They're not lenient. They don't um, give taxpayers much wiggle room to get around the 60 days. So be super cautious. If you're going to do an indirect rollover or an indirect transfer, remember 60 days, you can only do it once every 12 months. And if you fail to comply, then whatever you took out is deemed taxable distribution. And if you're under 59 and a half, subject to a 10% penalty. So obviously be super cautious. Um, it's a great way to kind of get access to your retirement funds for 60 days to deal with whether it's cash flow issues, personal issues, whatever, you can use it for any purpose, but don't mess around with that 68 limit. Um, you're, it's going to be very difficult to have the IRS um, extended for you and, and not impose any taxes or penalties. Trust me, I've been doing this a long time. It's very, very, very rare for them to be lenient. Uh, COVID was one example. Also, if you're in Afghanistan or uh, somewhere uh, in battle, yes, but Otherwise, I've seen taxpayers say I was stuck in you know, vacation or I, was in, I forgot about it. I'm over uh, 70 years old. I lose my memory. They don't care. Okay, so just be very, very careful. That's a, good, it's a really good question. Third, final question is from Donald, Donna L. of New York City. And Donna wants to know, I want to do exotic option trading via my solo 401k. And the type of option trading is not listed in the solo 401k plan document I have with IRA Financial as a permanent investment. Can I still do it? So the answer is yes, Don, and I actually spoke to you about this uh, several weeks ago. So I wanted to include this question. It's a good one. So in our plan documents, we have pre-approved IRS plan 401k documents, meaning they're prototype plan documents, pre-approved by the IRS, you'll get an IRS opinion letter. And in our plan, there's a section that deals with permitted investments. 
Uh, and it lists all kinds of investments, right? But it can't list every single potential investment you can do because there's all different variations and new investments emerge like digital assets, uh, cryptos, metaverse type investments. So obviously it just tells you what you can do, but it also has a catch-all, which I suggest you let the institution that's giving you a problem know that there's a catch-all that basically says you as the trustee have, have the opportunity and the right to, to do any investment um, that is permitted so, so uh, long as um, it you know, doesn't violate any um, ERISA rules. And um, the language um, used is uh, essentially, you can do such investments as deemed proper without regard to investment authorized by statute or rule of law governing the investments of trust funds, but with regard to ERISA and this plan. Um, so you have the ability as a trustee um, to determine what's a proper investment, obviously can violate um, statute, um, but it's an open-ended kind of carte blanche, wildcard type uh, provision. So just because let's say digital assets or your exotic option is not listed as a permitted investment in the plan documents, you still can do it um, based off this catch-all provision. Of course, the transaction cannot violate 408 and 4975, which are the sections in the code that define what you can't do. The tax code doesn't say what you can do, thankfully, because they would have to keep updating that every couple of years when new types of investments uh, emerge. Um, they say what you can't do, which essentially in a 401k, you can't buy collectibles. Your plan document, the IRA financial plan document allows you to do life insurance. So you can't do collectibles like art. And then 4975, which applies to IRAs and 401ks, says that you can't do anything with your retirement plan that in any way, directly or indirectly, personally involves or benefits you as the retirement account holder or your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons, 50% or more. So otherwise, you can technically do it. Now, there's some self-dealing and conflict of interest that could catch a potential prohibited transaction. But in terms of your exotic option trading, just because the plan document doesn't say you specifically can do that type of option trading, again, there's a catch-all uh, provision in the section that essentially allows you as a trustee uh, to do it. So Donna, great question. I know you had a, a difficult um, situation with, with a uh, brokerage firm that basically said, well, it doesn't specifically say it in the plan document, so thus you can't do it. And uh, I know I was able to provide you language from the plan that, that allowed you to do the investment uh, ultimately. So I just wanted to share that question. If you are a solo 401k plan client of IRA Financial, um, just because the plan document doesn't say you can do it, that specific type of investment, um, there's a catch-all that, that will let you do it um, as, as the trustee of the plan, so long as it, it doesn't violate um, you know, any, any of the uh, code sessions. Um, so, um, just wanted to kind of share that with you. So there is another ad mail in the bag, another episode done. Appreciate um, all the questions. Got a lot, a lot of questions in queue, but keep them coming. Um, it's a really fun podcast. And this way you can be anonymous. If you have a question, you just feel like you can't get an answer online and you want an attorney to kind of look at it, I'm your guy. Send it in, no cost, right? I will get to it eventually. There's probably, I don't know, 65, 70 questions in queue. But if it's really good, I promise uh, I'll pop it to the top of the list, just like Donna. I spoke to Donna uh, several weeks ago and even Scott, and I kind of just um, had them skip the line because I thought they were really important. 
question. So there you go. Uh, appreciate you guys um, watching on YouTube. If you're listening uh, to this podcast, thanks again. And remember, this is a podcast that drops every Thursday. So don't forget to check us out um, next week. Otherwise, have a great, great rest of your day. And uh, thanks for watching or listening. Take care. Thank you.